Happy Fourth of July, guys! Happy Fourth of July! Happy birthday, America! What you guys got going on today? Guys have big plans, barbecues, all that stuff. Yeah. Going to Coney Island to watch Joey Chestnut eat the hot dogs. Ah, go swallow some hot dogs. You like that, don't you? You guys know what the record is? Shoving footlongs down their throats like it's their job. That's what you're into. (laughs) That's my thing. Do you guys know what the record is for that? Uh, way too many fucking hot dogs. That's what the record is. An unhealthy amount. <laughs> yeah. How many? 76. And how long? <laughs> 76 hot dogs. And how long? How long do they uh, have to do 30, it? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 10 and minutes. the buns. And that's in the buns, too. 72 uh, hot dogs in 10 76. minutes. 76. 76. 76. So short them. I always thought that this would make a, a great um, movie, like a, either like a... Well, there's a few of them. But like a competitive eating movie. I just thought that these people are so ridiculous. I had a, one of my restaurants, this guy, we used to do this um, challenge, you know, the fat sandwich challenge, whatever. So just big, giant sub filled, you know, cheesesteak, french fries, mozzarella, whatever the fuck you had in it. And you would, if you ate a whole one in a certain amount of time, you get a T-shirt, you get a picture on a bunch of, you know, the teenagers, high school kids loved it. They'd be in there all the time doing it. Well, this guy comes in and he's telling me that he's a competitive eater. And then he's like, I can't, I can't go and, you know, if I do this challenge, I'm like, well, it's not really a challenge. It's like, you know, 12 year old kids do it, right? You know, so he's like, but it's very, like, they won't let me in any of these other competitive eating contests if they know I did an unsanctioned eating contest and this and that. (laughs) So he orders one of these sandwiches. He goes out to his car. He comes back. He has his own fucking mixing bowl, a metal (laughs) mixing bowl the dude had in his fucking car. And then he took the sub, right, and he ripped it up, and he put it all into the fucking bowl, and then he was just dipping it in water. He ate it. This thing was huge. He ate it in like two and a half minutes. I was more impressed if he shoved it up his ass or something. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what are you doing? The competitive eating, uh, I think, circles are pretty fucking, they're pretty cutthroat, man. I think Uh, that that would be a great comedy. I mean, the, the dipping of the buns in the water, every time I see that, it makes me want to puke. I'm like, that's hey, It's be, disgusting. That's awful. You know, what time I mean, do they do it? I want to watch it. Are they still, they still put that on ESPN? All their layoffs? So, yeah, and they, wonder why, they wonder why their layoffs are <laughs> so much and they can't afford people. Their big, big sporting what? event today is the Coney Island hot dog eating contest. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. I, got, I know we've got to get to some hockey, but I got, oh, I'll ask you. That's <laughs> awful. Um, so, you know, we're talking about fireworks. It's like, 
how many people are going to blow their fingers off today? How many people are, you know, I'm planning are going to wake up tomorrow with some nubs? And I was wondering, I was looking today, it was kind of interesting. Do you guys know the worst uh, firework accidents? And hit, there's like, there's five ones. I, there's a bunch of them. There was five. There's one accident. <laughs> I'm talking to you. 17 soon, people Dan, died. Too soon. Yeah. 17, 17 people, people died, died in Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, 17 people died. There was one in uh, China where 129 okay. people died. Wow. And the biggest one. Now, is that a fireworks well, accident or is that like a factory? A, a factory so basically, blow factories, up. firework factories blow up, you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when my mom was like, over, over when my mom was a kid people and, go to the hospital today in the United States. Yeah, people like work at those fireworks stands. So that's something my mom did when she was like a teenager. She worked at a fireworks stand, and and uh, you know, like we don't have them here in Jersey, but if you look at them, it's like the worst idea in the world. You're standing in the middle of all these fireworks. Right. And, Florida. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Florida. You know, most of the southern states, and uh, yeah, it's a it kind of amazing. More people don't go up. Uh, you know, working in the center of all those fireworks. 10,000 ER visits. I, just, I was surprised by that, to be honest. And then there was that, that story like a year or so, a couple of years ago. Some guy, I think he was up in New England, and uh, he took a big, I get with that M80, I don't know what the hell it was, and he put it on his top of his head thinking he was going to light it, <laughs> oh, and it geez. blew half his skull off, and he died. Like, that, it's, that to me is just like how stu- I get it. It's, it's a darling. day of drinking. It's a day out in the sun. It's a day of celebration. But at what part do you think an M80 on top of my head is a good idea? And these I are guess that's these deaths that no one feels right? bad for you. Like these are the deaths that when this happens yeah. to you, people just laugh at you. Yeah, this is true. You want to I know that. The news. Um, so yeah, we wanted to do our lines. So uh, let's hop in. Let's get Caden in. Where, where is he? Caden, okay, where's he? He's waiting patiently, patiently hey. in the green room. Caden, <laughs> you guys are you guys barbecuing today though? I don't know what I'm doing to be honest with you. I don't think I have. I have zero. I'm got to roll my. I got to mow. My, I, I'm definitely tired of cooking. I got to mow my backyard. I think my daughter's going to work. My son's probably hanging out with his girlfriend. So it'll probably just be me and my wife later. What are you guys doing? Uh, father-in-laws. We're going to go. Over That's to nice. Yeah. Tell them all. I said hello. We'll do. I miss hanging out with you guys on Fourth of July. I know that'd be fun. And the kids are all older now. They all do their own thing. It's not like we can drag them to the fireworks and stuff like we used to do when they were little. Now they want nothing to do with us. I got the oldest one working. So. How the traffic is yeah. in Seaside during the fireworks? I can't even imagine. I remember when I was young, it was bad, so I couldn't even think about how that gets over there. You don't go over there today. No way. Yeah, you don't go over there. No. You don't go to the. You don't go to the island like this entire week. You know. You yeah, just maybe away. Thursday you'd be all right to pop on a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's about it. Yeah, Today, tomorrow. Away. But the friggin' the yeah. traffic last night was friggin' ridiculous again. I bet. Is right? he coming? We'll wait for All a right. special guest here. So we we got to, yeah, intro, intro our special guest here. Our special guest. Can put us in here? He doesn't want to do it. I think he's walked off. He said ear, not rear, right? <laughs> we'll get you a paycheck after the show. <laughs> Would you like to sign up? As soon as we find one. He's holding out. He can split the pucker's earnings. What's zero? We're going to go through real real close, okay? Okay, just give me your top line right now. What do you think that is? I kind of battled a little bit with this, um, you know, putting the lines together because there was the lines that I think 
are probably going to be the ones starting, and then there's the lines that I would like to see, or that I think will eventually be our our lines. So, so Caden's getting a little little shy. He, he got he got a little shy. I will tell you that um, he's got a fairly predictable lineup um, with <laughs> you know Heisher, um, Brad, and Foley, and he had Meyer down on the line um, third line. But, uh, as we get through ours, I'll, I'll try to help you. Out okay. With, uh, All right. So he was so um, excited because he really knows what he wants to do. Just got Dan's right. Dan's doing his lines right now. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doing my homework as it's being collected. You ever do that? <laughs> oh yeah. Teachers he coming prepared. around collecting homework, and you're like, "I'll do it right now." Finally. Yeah. He prepared on his way to the room. <laughs> yep. I forgot about this. I thought we were doing other kinds of lines today. I am. Um, difficult right? to, I, I was I, like that's the thing that sucked about being a walker instead of like all but two yeah. years because I would hear like all these kids talk about oh, oh, I, did my, I did my homework on the bus I'm like I, I don't yeah. have a bus I, I mean, we, we were all walkers up until just middle school right that's the only time I was yep. bust yeah yep. yeah middle school alright so like I said I had like two things I have the lines that I think are probably most likely going to be starting but then there's like the ones that I Kind of think might be in play uh, later on in the season. So, but we, we'll start with the the first one. Bobby, go ahead with your first line. What do you got? All right. It, some of this is going to require longer explanation of my entire um, setup in we, general. But we have a whole podcast. For one line by line, it's going to be a little more difficult to to kind of display my thinking here. But on the you top want to do line, the whole team? Then I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. But do you want to do you want to do your whole team first? Well, for me, it just kind of makes sense the way I'm laying it out to explain my thought process. But if you want to go line by line, I'll just bring it all together later. It doesn't matter. All right. So for me, I mean, it's a 1A, 1B situation as far as line one, right? So you can call Jack's line one or you can call Heisher's line one. So I'll start with the one that would probably bring um, less reaction, and that would be the Heisher line centering on the left wing, Brat, and the right wing, Trifoli. Okay, so he's sure you got Brat and Toffoli got the okay. Yes. All right, uh, Tom, what did you have? Mercer, Heeshear, Meyer. I kind of went with what I think it's going to be, so this might, you know. I had I have Herser, Brat, and Meyer on on line one. So what about you, Dan? I have given it almost no thought. I know. I'm being quite honest with you. <laughs> Tell you I mean, real quick. It, here's the thing. Not I, I don't, a hockey podcast. I'm glad you guys. I, I did I'm mine. I did mine on a register receipt at ten o'clock last night, Dan. So just to it's, give you, like, <laughs> uh, that's more thought than I. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I honestly, I feel like it doesn't matter uh, that Lindy's going to change him 85 sure. times. Uh, you know, by October, it doesn't matter. Different lines, combos, almost every game. I can imagine though, we'll have a couple. Uh, variations in there that are going to like hit and do well for a while, stay together for a while. That's going to be exciting. Could be anything. Yeah, why so don't you, you guys go the... through your other three lines, and then I'll pull it all together in a, in a solid list. Alright, go ahead, Tony. You can go. Run run through your lines. Okay, next will be Brat, Hughes, and Toffoli. Uh, after that, uh, Palat, Halla, and Holtz. And then after that, Lazar, McLeod, and Bastion. Um, in the back, Hamilton and Siegenthaler. Use Marino, and then I think it's gonna be Ball Miller. Um, I don't know, I think I think Miller will get more playing time than Smith. 
And uh, you okay, know, I have some I, changes. I think Vanacek's going to be the starter this year. At first, at first, in the beginning, I believe, going into the opening up the season. Mm, I smell bacon. <laughs> My wife's cooking. Um, I, I so I have Heisher, Meyer, Brat on the first line, and then I have. Mercer, Hughes, Toffoli. And the, I'll, I'll explain, though, the only reason I had, because originally I had Mercer up on the first line with um, Meyer and Heischer, but I kind of moved him down to the second line because I just thought having a natural centerman playing winger with Jack might be a good idea for the simple fact of, you know, Jack getting thrown out of a face-off and having at least Mercer in there that can do it. You know, Holla was there a lot last year, but I think Holla needs to be a third-line centerman. Um, so I actually have Holla, Palat, and Holtz, the same as you. But And then my fourth line, I have McLeod centering Bastion and Foot. Now, the Holtz thing I'm a little bit up in the air about because I think there's a decent chance that he's not going to make the team and Graham Clark will. And then if Graham Clark makes the team, how long until you maybe try him up with Hughes because they had a lot of success in uh, development when they were playing together. So I think maybe a guy like Clark up on that second line, you know, maybe Brat is down on the third line sometime throughout the course of this year, uh, like he was last year. But I think it is complete potluck. Uh, I think that you know you're going to see some variation of Meyer, Heischer, Brat, Mercer, Hughes, Toffoli in the top six for opening night. But I don't have a clue of how long they're going to stay. However. Lindy lines them up right away. My defense, I have for the first pairing, Hamilton and Ball, uh, because uh, Lindy played them together a lot, and that's when I kind of remember last year seeing Ball kind of really take his game up to another level, play a lot better on that first D pairing. Marino and Hughes, and then, you know, whether it be Siegenthal or Miller, uh, Nemeth, uh, I, I don't know. I think it'll probably be game one, most likely Siegenthal or Miller, but, um, on that de- that third defensive pairing, but again, I really hope that you know Nemec makes the team. But it is what it is. But I think it would be Hamilton, Ball, Marino, Hughes, Siegenthal, or Miller would probably be the opening night defensive pairings. But I do think, like I said, this is any variation of any of these. I mean, Nemec could be playing first line center the way Lindy you know changes <laughs> things up. So Chris, I might really be don't know. Do you find it odd that we don't hear more about Clark ever? Like we don't, his, his name is not in the conversation. You know, it's kind of weird to me because he really had, he's, he's been impressive. I mean, I'm always surprised that he's not like spoken about more. Every year, feeling. there's a guy like that, right? Who nobody sees coming, and then he has, makes the camp. He has a great preseason, and he's on the team, and nobody saw it coming. So maybe that's Clark this year. Like Mercer was a couple of years yeah. ago. You know, I, I do. I like. I like what I've seen about Clark, and I just don't know how much appetite the Devils have for Alex Holtz right now. I just think that if he doesn't make this team, I think they're sending him down and they're basically just going to forget about him until a trade deadline. I just uh, So he really has to impress this uh, preseason. Dan, what about your lines? Uh, yeah. You know, like, I, I think any combination of these may happen. What's my preferred lines? I think mm-hmm. all you guys are hitting it what makes sense to start out with. I can't say I prefer one of your versions versus another. Every time I look at them, it doesn't matter. It's like just let's see what works, what gels out there. And that's what line combinations are all about. I mean, um, I want some size with uh, with uh, Hughes. 
So I kind of liked when uh, when he was playing pretty well with uh, a couple of the bigger guys. I might want to prefer that, but other than that, it really doesn't matter. You know, Bobby, I mean, the floor is yours. Bring it all together, Bob. So listen, here, here's where I got to go with this because I'm looking at this for making the top nine, and I'm also thinking how much I want to see Heisher be protected. So. For that reason, I was originally thinking, you know, we got to have Meyer playing with Heischer. You're um, talking about Heischer and not Hughes, right? Heischer? That's what I was thinking, but okay, gotcha, again, gotcha. my lines do not dictate that, because then I realized, you know, Jack has got a super target on his back now, and he's still a smaller guy, too, and I want to see a good chance of Jack and Meyer staying together. So, here's yeah. what I did. On the first line, or 1B, as I already told you, Brat, Heischer, Toffoli. Now, the known goals we have from those guys from last year is 99 between the three of them. So it's a pretty good expectation. You had Bratt with 34, Heischer with 31, Toffoli with 34. So all of them right around there in that 30 mark. So it's reasonable to assume we can count on them for another 99, 100 goals on that line. That's awfully solid. Go up to the Hughes line. Between Hughes and Meyer, that's 83 goals they had last year. I want to put Alex Holtz on that line, but on the left side. I want Meyer coming down the right wing like he did a lot with San Francisco. So both Meyer and Holtz would be on their off wing, specifically for, like, the setup zone, right? Get that wicked shot coming right off the circle. With Hughes and Meyer alone, if you're looking at 80-something goals, and maybe Hughes comes down a little bit, is it reasonable if Holtz makes the team on a first-line role where he's not the star, he's just sitting there with that great shot, to pot 15 goals? If he makes a team and plays all year, is that a reasonable assumption? Yes. I- I think it's definitely expected. Right. Yeah. So there's another least. 98 to 100 goals on your first two lines. The third line now, it's obvious that Palat is going to play with Halla. Palat had a low goal year, so he's probably going to tick that up a few. All I gave is 15. What's going to complement that line to make it a real deep top nine and get somebody with some hands on there potting maybe 30 goals? And that's Mercer. So I put Mercer on the right wing there. Now you've got an expected goals on that line of 60-something. You got 260 goals right now looking at the top three lines. And I'm not stupid. I know that Holtz may not work out, and I know that we can certainly flip Mercer up there at any given time to throw a different wrinkle in there and move him down. But if Holtz makes this team, he does us no good on the third line. It's not going to work out. He will flounder there, and he will ultimately go back to AHL, which may happen anyway. This is just kind of opening day. I'm going to interrupt and and just to defend my third line, which has Holtz on it with Hala and Palat, and why my thinking was... He's struggling right now to find his le- his you know legs in the NHL. Uh, I think it does serve him well to be on a line with two veterans like Hala and Pilat to really kind of be able to hold his hand. I wouldn't worry so much about the offensive production. I think Holtz can give you 15 goals working with those two guys um, as well. I, I that was my way of thinking. I just think a lot of pressure up on that top six. For a young guy that has struggled his last couple of seasons coming in, that's why I dropped him down with the two veterans, and they can kind of help him come along. Uh, I got that a question was my for thinking. you regarding that. You guys both have put Pilat and Hall together. Do you think like you want to spread your veterans out a little bit more? Did you ever have a concern that maybe you got you know a, not enough veterans on the top two lines? Well, I mean, in the top two lines with me at least, you know, having Heisher and Meyer together, I think that's decent veteran leadership and then Toffoli is a veteran on with Hughes and I have him with Mercer 
uh, Hughes, Mercer, and Toffoli on the second line. So I, I like the idea. I just don't think that Palat or Hala can move up to the top six, not with the guys that we have. The, the, yeah, I just, agree. Yeah, That's I just think that they're, they're basically, I mean, most guys, most teams would take them for a second line, you know. Uh, right. Yeah, that's how good they can be. So I, I really do. I like uh, Hala. I think he definitely, in a third center role, will excel if he's there all season. And we're not throwing him up with Hughes and down to the you know first line, second line, third line. He was all over the place, nine hundred feet up to thirteen hundred feet. What an <laughs> asshole! asshole. <laughs> Sorry, just sad. No, yeah, listen, Bobby. Yeah, I agree with all that too. I mean, I mean, the third line guys, Palat and Hala leading that charge. You got a heavy line there that plays. You know, real hard on the puck, off the walls. They can free up a lot of space for a guy like Mercer. And, again, you know, I'm talking set lines here to get started. I can easily see how you flip Mercer up there, moving Holtz down because you want him to do that. But I also think that the pressure can kind of come off Holtz a little bit. Again, stop thinking of it like line one. Think of it like three lines where, you know, you got Hughes and Mercer or Meyer on the same line. Uh, They're forced – the other team's forced not to pay attention to Holtz that much. And his biggest assets, he can skate and he can shoot. So, you know, let's just see it again. Set plays, but I could certainly see him moving down. Um, th- the problem was when Toffoli came on the team, it really kind of threw off everything because I wanted Nolan Foote to have a bigger role. I hinted to that before. I originally had him uh, on a line with Heischer, um, just kind of banging a little harder, being a bigger body. So I had no other place to put him for now than on the left wing fourth line with McLeod and Bastion. Uh, we don't know how many goals he's capable of, but even on that role, and McLeod had four, Bastion had six. I mean, I could see Foot getting eight to ten, especially if he's, you know, throw him up to the line, throw him down. Um, so that gives us, you know, like expected goals of over 20 for the fourth line. And there's another guy that, listen, I think he's the better hockey player than Holtz. I see a role where Foot is our primary left wing on one of the top two lines um, eventually. But I think for starting out, this is what we may see. Uh, it gives everybody a chance to play some decent minutes. And I got Lazar as kind of the seventh guy. And, you know, there are other guys undressed would be maybe, maybe Thompson and Clark. Now, this is all just predicted, of course. We don't know exactly what people are going to do. But the total team scored 289 goals last year. A, a top 12 like this could potentially estimate out to 262. Almost all the goals that we got last year can now be found just in our forward group. I haven't even touched the defensive group yet. So, And our, de- and our defensive yeah. group is going to score some goals. <laughs> they are. So, again, it's not a slight to Mercer. If anything, it's a way of saying you really want a top nine and you got Mercer on the third line. If you got you got Palat and Mercer on the third line, I mean, what? how many teams can you know guard against that? And... It's not always going to work out. Mercer's going to need bigger minutes. He's going to need to be with better passers. Perhaps I get that. Um, just kind of as a lineup thing, and then you mix and match as you go. For defense, um, I got Luke Hughes. I'm a big fan of you know lefty left shooting D on the left side, right shooting D on the right side. So that's how my whole thing lays out. So I got Luke Hughes and Marino. I like the way they complement each other. I like Luke can have a little freedom. Marino is very steady back too. there. Um, I don't have a goals expectation for Luke yet, but, I mean, I'm just penciling in 10. Like, let's just say, could a guy get at least 10? I think that's very reasonable sitting back there. So That'd be a like, good year. It would. It would be a great year. It would be, like, approximately 14 goals from the top D. The second line, I actually have Siegenthaler on the left and Hamilton on the right. Um, that can be flip-flopped with ball. 
you know, depending on, on what you want to do. But I like I like seeing Thaler's steadiness there because Hamilton is quite the offensive guy. Now, he you like ball on the left or ball on the right? I like two balls, basically. Oh, okay. Right. If, I, if, I, if I have my option. <laughs> like right below the penis. That's where you like them? It's where I'm like dangling right there. It's where they should be. A meat mask. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to predict that Hamilton can get another twenty-two goals. What's hard? Um, <laughs> predict. Oh, <laughs> predict. Okay. Right, right. Predict. Some of that. Yeah, cutting. We're cutting out. Said something about a hard dick. Uh, okay. Yeah. We're getting focus here. And then, so bottom pairing would be ball on the left. I think Miller probably gets the bottom, bottom <laughs> the start, start for opening day. <laughs> It's too early, man. It is. He's not By the way, this is what you do when you didn't do your homework. You just derailed the <laughs> assignment. I, I So, I mean, we all pretty much have the guys that are on the team on the team. The only one that I am thinking could end up stealing a spot, like I said, is Clark. I think watch out for him. Holtz needs to watch his back because I think Clark is coming for his job. Bob is coming for him. No. So. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. It's all right. I had to. This is listen. This is Holt's last shot. I get it. Yeah. From what, I'm, what I know, he's, he's working out hard. He knows this is it, and I just feel like he's got to be in a role that gives him a chance to excel at what he's been doing his whole life. And if not, I got no problem with seeing him package and out of here because I'd like to see Foot get a bigger role than fourth line anyway. Graham Clark can score, so that just changes everything. But uh, he made the team last year out of camp. I think he could do it again. Now, gives us Dan. Depth. Dan, you had sent us all a, a, a article saying yeah. that uh, John Gibson possibly to the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, um, I think that's probably like a little overinflated. Uh, and then I also heard like his agent said, "Wait a second, my guy is not demanding a. Uh, he's asked for a trade. He's not saying he's not going to play anymore in Anaheim. He kind of walked said, back. To I'm not going to play another game in yeah. Anaheim. Well, no, that, that's only reported by uh, some dude. Uh, I can't remember oh, his name, okay. but so he, he didn't that couldn't, didn't come out of Gibson's mouth that anybody has on tape or camera or anything. Um, and his agent, uh, speaking for him, said, "No, no, 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 that's not exactly what he said." So I think this is like a little, but I think he will move anyway. He it, the agent did admit he's asked for a trade. Uh, what do you guys think of John Gibson? I well, mean, they said he's going to be thirty soon. Yeah. And he's got great numbers except for the last few seasons in which the uh, Ducks have really been the worst in the league, uh, especially last season. Yeah, um, like four years you know, playoffs experience. Interesting prospect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got him in his first four years into the playoffs. He had particularly he good was playoffs. Fantastic his first four years. He really was, you know. Uh, but I think with them uh, too, yeah. they, with him, they think they could get him. You know, with the Hellebuck money, they think would be around eight or nine. They think with this guy, he yeah, might be able to get maybe. Anaheim to eat a million of it each year and get him down to five. You know, right. um, so that's kind of the thought there. I, I was hearing. So he it's getting more attractive left. if you can if you can get him for five. You know. Yeah, he's got four years uh, left at six right now. So. Right. That's what they're kind of thinking. Uh, yeah. Now the article I sent you, it also like painted it as uh, Vitek Vanacek needs a backup, and yes. I don't like. I don't think they checked in with the Devils fans about that because I don't think we're looking for necessarily a backup for uh, Vanacek. I mean, I'm perfectly fine riding with the guys we got if we have to, and I, I think that in the end, it's very possible Schmid's going to end up our number one this year. Uh, but I'm not looking to can Schmid for Gibson necessarily. If anything, maybe replace Vanacek. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even saying I really want to do this. Let me throw three scenarios at you guys and tell me which one do you want, okay? You want Vanacek traded 
to Anaheim and it be Gibson and Schmid as our one-two. Do you want Schmid sent down to Utica and Vanacek and Gibson as our one-two, or do you not want anything to do with Gibson and Vanacek and Schmid to be our one-two? I'm torn between options one and three, to be honest with you. And I feel that Vanacek has a That was Schmid, Schmid Gibson, right? Yes. Vanacek uh, to Anaheim, Schmidt Gibson. Exactly. Okay. So you, you if I was going to do it, I would do it that way. So yeah, no matter what, to I, you, I don't Schmidt know if I want to be all. on. Schmidt needs to be on the main roster. Uh, I mean, you make up a, a good point, which is don't, don't get rid of Schmidt and just kind of punt to next year and see what happens with Vanacek Gibson. I mean, it's, it's not an unattractive idea, too. The price is right. Um, I mean, Gibson's got more playoff experience, and uh, that means something. Um, you know, and and if the price is right, I mean, it's definitely something to entertain. I don't know. I, I don't know what we can have for him. I would love it in a world. Maybe, maybe after all of that thinking of it, I would prefer your second options. But we don't really get rid of anybody. Just you know? one of the two that we have and see how yeah, it goes. Yeah, I just part of me also just like I don't, I hate the three goalie rotation deal, and I also wanted Schmidt to get more experience, and you can't really have both, right? And you know what about you, Tone? I'd like to keep it the way it is. I think I like I do like Gibson, but I think that Vanacek had a really good regular season last year. And, you know, I mean, I just hope when he bounces back. And I don't think, even with Gibson, I don't think it's guaranteed. You know, the guy, I mean, no. so I'm kind of going to stick with what we, what we have. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling the Gibson thing. It just doesn't feel right. It, uh, it feels like it would be kind of forced. I don't know how much we're picking up getting him. I don't know the full story either. I don't know if he ever really did say something like, I'm never playing for this team again, but it just seems messy to even get involved with. And I certainly don't see a place where we're going to pay two goalies, you know, $6 million each, even if they retain some salary. Um, I want to keep Schmidt in the fold. I, I would just ride the season as we are. That's not if, the move to me that we need to make. If, if this was a Hollabuck situation, maybe we're talking a different if, story. But If Gibson is the guy that they decide, you know what, we do want to take a chance with him, I, my preferred thing would probably be Vanacek going to Anaheim and Schmid and Gibson just running it with them. Schmid's, you know, older, get him a couple of years. I mean, uh, um, Gibson's older, you get him a couple of years and then Schmid takes over as your number one. Uh, I don't know, again, how I guess uh, concerned Fitzgerald is with the goaltending issue. You know, he, he has, you know, anytime he's asked it, he's just said, you know, we look at all our options, we look at everything to, you know, try and make our team better, generic GM speak, you know, that kind of thing. So I just don't know how much yeah. of an appetite they do have to bring another goaltender in, another number one, you know, after going with new goalies every friggin' <clears throat> year. You know, we've had uh, nobody uh, thought Vanacek was going to be the guy, and then next year if we go, we're coming to this year, it's Gibson. And I know. So but I'll I just tell you might, what, though, if you throw Schmidt. out last year, like if you threw out last year, Gibson had a horrible year. Vanacek had his best year in terms of wins. Right. Outside of that, Gibson's numbers are way better. I mean, Gibson, What are his numbers? He's won the Jennings Trophy for best goals against uh, several years in a row. He's got more playoff experience. So, I mean, like on that – on that alone, he looks uh, better. But He's last year, he was games, a, lost 179 games his career. Last year, he was 14 and 31. Um, last year was awful. Yeah, no, I mean, he's on the, the number thirty-two team. So I yeah, think you no, know what no. the Devils though they didn't get mentioned. You have the Kings that need a goalie right now. Montreal, no, Buffalo, Kings, and the Devils. You know, these Kings teams don't need a goalie. I, I hear about them they going got, talk now. 
They got Talbot. They just they just signed Talbot. Okay, and, yes, um, I didn't know that. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't remember who his backup is. But they're talking about Ottawa as a possible destination. Talks. Whenever you hear about goalies going to a team, right now the Devils are one of these teams that are mentioned in that bracket sure. of teams looking for a goalie. So it's these guys are always going to be linked there. I don't even know if it's Fitzgerald even looking at it, but it's nah. it seems like it's always being directed towards the. I think guys. that's more. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of the analysts saying, "Boy, what really puts New Jersey over the absolute top to make them like one of the top picks?" And that would be a stud goaltender. We don't need goaltending. But people were saying, like, obviously, you put a hellbuck on this team, we're a legit top four, right? Yeah. That's where it's coming from. You know, Dan, you mentioned that you don't like going the way of three goalies, and it's kind of weird that more teams, still not a lot, but there are teams in the NHL that that is their preferred uh, method right now. Yeah. It's three no, goalies. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Carolina will be doing it this year again um, with – the kid that they have uh, that played, he was down in uh, their minors. They pulled him up a couple of games. I don't know if he got hurt or not. And then they just re-signed Freddie Anderson and, um, and Ronta. Yeah, Ronta. Yeah. So I mean, like they're running with three. I know there's a couple of other teams. Like I don't like we we bitched and moaned that it went to a two goalie a team yeah. league, and now we're going to three goalies. Um, it's like baseball yeah, pitching at, at, at some point, point you know? Dan. You're you're going to be a, a goalie in the NHL. Because teams are <laughs> going to need five or six waiting. starters. We're picking up the check. They're going to need that many. It's They're a strange thought process. Then we can get them right? as a guest on the Uncle Puckers. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> sorry. It's, it's just a strange thought process because on the one hand, maybe you can understand their rationale, be it rest, I guess, you know. Um, we saw that with Vanacek getting a little tired down the end of the year, supposedly. But on the other hand, I mean, I've always heard that the backup goalies have a hard enough time getting in a groove, right? And goalies right. love to be in a groove. So you, you're throwing three in there. I mean, almost nobody's really getting a groove. If it works, I guess, you know, it works. I just don't see it. I still like, you know, give me 60-20. Yeah. Something like that, you know. And you got to see, the Hurricanes keep on adding dudes. I mean, Tarasenko's going there now, which, I mean, I know we're kind of like, he's signed. I mean, that team keeps on adding shit. It's crazy. That's a good pickup for Carolina. Tarasenko's a smart move. That is a good move. He's a good player, a lot of playoff experience. I'm surprised it took... Tarasenko three three days to get signed. Um, I really like him, and I thought that that was probably the best, definitely the best move the Rangers made last offseason. And if they had the money, they really should have tried to full court press to keep him because wow. I think he's a valuable addition. That makes Carolina a lot better. I agree. Carolina is. I'm just okay. saying, Carolina is going to be the team to beat. In the yeah, they're shows. scary. They're as scary. good as we are. They're, now they, get, really now they actually have some scoring now. Now they yeah. picked up Bunting. They got Tarasenko. The last show, we're like, yeah, they don't need uh, defense. They need offense. Well, now they got some. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Svetsikov will be back. It'll be healthy. They're going to be a really good team. Bobby's la- the, the report that he read, the last uh, next 10 Stanley Cup champions this coming year was Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. I, think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think that seems awesome. even, even when I said maybe you're looking at the team – coming out of the East, number one. That was before these moves. I mean, Carolina did yeah. add some pieces here. So, again, we might be talking just a few points difference, but, yeah, they're, they're kind of looking like a team to beat. And yeah, Carolina and Toronto. They were, Toronto. Of regular they were so consistent too, last year. Yeah. They were so consistent last yeah. year. They got they all the experience. Go. Yeah. They're very well coached, and I just, I think Toronto and Carolina are going to be the teams to beat in the East. I, I do. I hope that we're, we're hanging right with them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be. You mentioned over the salary cap. So there's the, the teams that are most over the salary cap right now is Toronto. They're eight and a half million over. Tampa's th- uh, almost four over. Uh, Vancouver, t- 
25 over about 22 over Vegas and 15 over Pittsburgh. Oh, now, when do they have to get compliant, cap compliant? By that, that, I do not know. So I know I think that they have like a couple of weeks still that they can be over the cap, but then they have to get compliant. But I mean, some of these teams you're saying are twenty, twenty-five million dollars. No, over the I, cap. I actually it was eight over a three, basically eight over, four over. I think I said it incorrectly. Uh, two point five, two five, two point two, okay. and then one point five. So the Maple Leafs are eight million over. Yeah. So there's yeah, going to be some players floating so, around and, here, man. This is where Austin is that Matthews. coming from? They're going to get rid of Austin Matthews. Yeah. yeah. And Tampa's yeah. almost uh, Tampa's almost four over. I didn't realize that. And well, I think that uh, William uh, Nylander, I think he gets like four or five million a year. So if they get rid of him, that'll free that up. But, yeah, they have $8 million. They have to you know, shed off their, off their uh, salary cap. That's is, a lot of money. This is something that Fitzgerald's been really good at prying some players away when they're having this trouble, but I don't see us making another move like that. Where are you um, going to put he, somebody? He likes, right, where are you going to put them? I think, you know, we don't we don't have too much cap space ourselves, and if we're doing a really good run and there's a trade possibility, you know, midway through the year for a Stanley Cup push, I think he wants to reserve that money. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go up against the cap even for Hollabuck. It's just not going to happen. A lot of people no, are bitching because the market is so tight right now. There is no money to give anybody, and that's why I keep on hearing on all, and everything I listen to that, like, that's why you're seeing all like the one-year deals now. Yeah, because the money is so tight right now. But you know, the cap in the next two two years is probably going to go up about five six million dollars. You're going to see a lot more people getting signed to longer terms and stuff. But I mean, what did Tarasenko sign for? How many years? I didn't. I didn't see the number yet. I just know okay. he's signing. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I I wouldn't bet that that was long term. I would bet that that's probably two years at most. Um, yeah. Because just I mean, nobody. And one, you said they're over the cap too, right? No, yeah. he said they weren't. No, they weren't. They are. Toronto, Tampa, Vancouver, oh, Vegas, and Tampa. Pittsburgh. Tampa. Um, yeah. You know, I think Tampa is going to have a amazing fall from grace this year. I really do. I don't think that they're going to be. I think that this they're going to be. The end of the load? End of the line there for Tampa? Yeah, I think yeah. I think so. The, you know. I think they had that quite a long, good run, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. It, it has to happen sometimes when you're that good of a team. I mean, if you look at our yeah. team. Right, and look at the young kids that will eventually get paid too. We're going to be in that same boat. How you know, about five, Washington? Six years. You can't keep everybody all the time. I feel like Washington might be headed the same way too. Yeah, yeah. They don't have anything on um, Vladimir Tarasenko's contract yet. It just um, that he is signing with Carolina. But you know, and then Toronto, Chris. I have to say, I thought about it again last night. Man, they've really got some. They got some players I would have loved. They got. I mean, how do you have? What to have Bertuzzi, Domi, and I mean, they, they really yeah. added some toughness to that team. They're going. There's a uh, our buddy Nick Villano just wrote an article: five free agents New Jersey Devils should still consider. I was going back and looking at one of this dude's uh, after the season article that he wrote. Um, it was like. Uh, top five bold predictions of the Devils this offseason. Like, the first one was that Andrew Burnett will be back. The second one was that uh, neither Meyer or Bratt will sign eight-year deals. The third one was that uh, Kevin Ball will sign a bigger contract than Michael McLeod. Like, everything he said was just so wrong. I loved it. Those are bold. Bold, very bold bold. predictions. Okay, now he has this guy as number one. I, I don't want this guy because I'm just thinking the only place you put this guy is a third-line center, and I like Hala. Jonathan Taves. Um, I just don't know what, what what we would do with a Jonathan Taves. I mean, I don't have to go into who What are we, the Rangers? Or, 
you know, like it, if know. we if we were going to bring a guy like that in, then I think that I like the second guy that he has on here a lot better, and that's Tomas Tatar. So he's saying, you know, bring Tatar back, which I, I mean, if I don't know. if a guy like Holtz really does not perform and and uh, you know maybe Clark's not ready, and you do have a spot in that you know third winger spot, you know maybe yeah, you you can go and sign. Tomas Tatar again if he hasn't signed someplace else. The longer else. it waits out for Tatar, do you think there's a, more of a chance for us to bring him back? The yeah, he I do. Longer he sign with somebody? Yeah. I'm surprised that he hasn't signed. I really thought he would be a really good fit in Chicago. They're oh, handing out $4 yeah. million dollar contracts like it's candy, and you're bringing in a, a generational talent. Tomas Tatar would be great to play uh, on a team with Bedard to kind of show him the ropes. He's a savvy veteran. He's been around. I, I really like him. I thought yeah, Chicago would be a good spot there. for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And it probably wouldn't cost him all that much. And you're getting a hell of a player. Uh, um, how about this guy? Uh, he was uh, Sisterkin's backup last year, Yaroslav Halak. Now, if you're going to go with a goaltender, uh, what do you guys think of him? You mentioned him two shows ago. I think that you had you were up, you were thumbs up on that. I, I, if I'm correct, right? No, I didn't say uh, we well, were talking you, about going. No, I, I, I would think, say no. But I thought you, for some reason, I thought we were talking about that couple shows. I don't see as a upgrade over Vanacek. No, he's 37 years old too. Yeah, you know he played uh, okay with the Rangers last year, but um, oh, the other thing he said on his bold predictions were that the Devils. Do not need a goaltender. That pretty much they're fine. And then in this article, he's writing, the Devils could use another goalie. Um, Max Comtoy. Who is this? Do you guys know who this is? I don't know. Nope. Um, Evan Okay, Let me see who this guy is. This is Max Comtoy. C-O-M-T-O-I-S. He's 24, coming off a pretty bad year with the Ducks. He had 19 points in 64 games. However, there are some analysts who are firmly behind him as a great bargain signing. Uh, let's see. He produced in the Quebec Major Juniors and the NHL. Uh, he had one good NHL season under his belt where he scored 16 goals and had 17 assists in 2021. It's um, probably Comtois. Just yeah, Comtois. 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 Colin White is another guy that I have on here. Um, Colin White? Yeah, the other Colin White. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure he's retired and uh, overweight now. Yeah, we kind of been there, done that. He's still pretty jacked. I have to admit. I, I mean, there's really nobody in that, right? That uh, Other than Tatar, I would even consider. Yeah. You guys feel the same? Yeah. I do, and I think Tatar, I mean, maybe we'll see Tatar back on opening day. It'll be interesting. I think somebody should be- sign him. It'd be great, but we do. I mean, we do ultimately need that infusion of youth. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of young guys, I know, but I mean, these guys can't sit in the AHL forever. They do need to, to come. And if they're a bust, fine, be a bust. Like you said, if Holtz literally can't do it, and you ship them out, and you can sign Tatar, I'm all for it. But they got to get a shot. Um, you know, I was just reading this this article Dan sent earlier too about the Gibson. I just wanted to clarify one thing here because they said that you know the Devils barely won over fifty percent of their games in which Vanacek didn't start in goal. Yeah, like that was, out. Uh, that, that's a misnomer yeah. right there because a lot of that was Blackwood. Exactly. exactly. I don't remember really that. Forty percent of that was Mackenzie Blackwood. Right. Whoever so, wrote yeah, that has know. zero understanding of Schmidt. You know, yeah. Schmidt right. actually had a great uh, season last season, and yet it looks looks like he's the guy who didn't win 
uh, over fifty percent of the games right, uh, that he started. Games. That's not true at all. It, it was all Blackwood. I think Schmidt really has. Hands. Schmidt has gotten no respect. Um, yeah. And and I and, okay. I mean, he had you know he came in in the playoffs. You see that once in a while. Guy stood on his head. He won him a series, and then it all went you know bye bye. So I I get it, and he has to earn it. But I do think that. Akira Schmidt, from us, watched him every single start last year. Like he can be a legitimate pro number one goalie in this league. He absolutely can. Uh, I, I hope it's this year. I really do. No matter who the other goaltender is, I would like to see him get a lot more starts. And I think that he's going to play really good. I think our blue line is going to be great. I think him and Vanacek, or him and Gibson, or him and whoever, will be very good. Um, I Are do we think the third come- team now in the NHL. I think we're the third, maybe. I wouldn't still be surprised. There. Probably Vancouver's the first, Buffalo's the second. I remember, and then the oldest team is uh, not the Rangers; it's uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So maybe we're third Pittsburgh's. now. You know, and that's yeah. another team, Pittsburgh. Like, do you guys think they're they're done? Maybe I they're mean, fading. Malkin's yeah. not Malkin anymore. Yeah, they picked up Will Butcher today, or last night. Oh wow! Yeah, they're still getting uh, younger. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand dollar <laughs> contract. I think one year. Where was Butcher? Buffalo, right? I don't remember. I don't I remember. I mean, he had that one, one good year, and then he went away. He did. Yeah. Him, Ty Smith, these little uh, flash Ty, in the pans. Yeah. Ty, Ty Smith, though, he, he he was killing me that last year he was with us. It yeah. was, that was a rough year for him. And even if you look at his rookie year, where everyone was talking about what a great year he had, he was a decent defender on a really, really bad team. So it was you know a lot yeah. easier to stand out and be that little bit of uh you know ray of of goodness in the in the d line because it, it really was bad but yeah you're right the year that he got traded uh, that, that was, was brutal and we've seen those kind of players remember joe's uh blandisi when he came up like he was a little no. bit of sunshine for like five minutes and uh he, he had trouble staying up on his skates if i remember correctly. damn it that was my next w no Joe Dude, I would never get that one. If you, if one of your clues was has trouble staying up on his skates, I probably would have went with Kyle Palmieri. I, I just, you know, and, and it's not that he can't skate. It's just Palmieri. I used to always, you know, laugh when he was on the Devils. He would just try. Like he would always be given one hundred and thirty percent, and he'd always end up on his ass, like behind the net or whatever. Just I'd be watching the games, just like he's on his fucking ass again. Like get up, dude. Like we have nobody on this team that can score except you, and you're fucking sliding around. Remember Wood, his first two seasons, it was like a freight train yep. flying to the board. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like he didn't know how to <laughs> like, stop. He was a happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, he was like a happy Gilmore. My wife yeah. even, she would say, why is he always flying headfirst into the board? <laughs> <laughs> he did it really fast, though. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, though, this is going to be a really exciting season. I mean, it, it's the Eastern Conference is tighter than a friggin' frog's ass. I man. wish we could start in August. I'll be honest. I'm ready for it, aren't you guys? It's like, now we got the yeah. long day. I, the only thing that's kind of keeping me, you know, it's like two weeks till training camp in the NFL. So that's, I'm looking forward oh, to man. that. So I am not September. looking forward to that. <laughs> I, you guys are going to be a lot better than you think this year. I'm hearing the Adams may already ask for a trade. I mean, this is always drama on this. It's never like, it never is like a, you know, there's never a glimpse of hope. And now the car's gone. It feels like it's even a little darker there. Uh, the, the Raiders, I think they're, well, their problem is definitely the ownership, but I just still am scratching my head with your coaching pickup. I just don't understand yeah. why you went with Josh McDaniel. Um, Making us into the Patriots. He has proven, 
in his you know year or two in Denver and the year or two he's been in L- uh, Vegas that he is not head coach material. Uh, he's a good offensive coordinator as long as Bill Belichick is there, but he's just not. I don't like the the pickup. But your team should be good. Did um did you, Jones pick up the sign the franchise tag? Did uh, you get Jacobs, your running back yet? Uh, Jacobs, Jacobs did that rather. too, I believe. Yeah, so because they don't they want got to him signed. Yeah. So I mean, it, I think you guys are going to be better. Uh, your division is brutal, uh, and that's really what it comes down to. Not only Kansas do you City, have as to, much as I hate them, you can't. You know they're going to be good. They're they're going to be the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean you know they're going to be no good. Doubt. Since, you know. Now will the Raiders redesign their logo logo to be like gold and shit? I or, hope not. I, mean, I thought Vegas. Not. In Vegas. I, I mean, I don't know. What is the the record for like most moving? Most cities the franchise has been in. Be by the Devils, we have actually got three cities yeah, that we've been Casey, in, and well, now I think it's. I mean, in football, it has to be the Raiders because the Raiders went right? Oakland, Los Angeles, back, back to Oakland, forth. yeah, and then they so went really, back to L.A. Yeah. Oh wow! Or did they go five? to L.A. twice? Is that no, five once. moves? Once. So then they went okay, back. No. So moves. they went. They went Oakland original, then L.A., then back to Oakland, then Vegas. So four. Four. Yeah. I actually have, so. you can't see it, but on my wall I have the have a Los Angeles Raiders banner, uh, Oakland, you know, because it's been Vegas. There's like so many different banners. I'm like, it's ridiculous. I've never, you know, it, it's like there's no loyalty. But that's how it is. They're a gypsy team, and they've always kind of been like that. And, uh, you know, Al Davis ran it like that. And his son is running it. It's just, I wish kind of he would get replaced, but. I don't think there's anybody else in sports that has more moves, right? I mean, a couple NBA teams get moved around, right? The, where, where are the Grizzlies now? They're, they're, yeah. They're that Memphis was just two, now. That was just one move. They're in Memphis. Yeah. And, but uh, they, they didn't start out in Utah, did they? Which is like... No. I just, I just saw today the fucking... Uh, the Sabonis, this basketball... I don't know shit about basketball, really, but this basketball player from mm-hmm. here just going up getting $214 million for four years. How do they get that money in the NBA? That's insane. Yeah. Well, people actually no, watch that sport. So. No salary cap. Crazy, man. That's like... That too, and it's the kind of sport where you can dominate with one or two key players. I actually, what do you guys think they rank? I saw a sports ranking of what the toughest sports to play. What do you think they ranked first on that? Football. No, I mean, it depends what you mean by toughest. Like their daily grind, they're well, on by, your body. By difficulty, you have to tough. Yeah, you have to by difficulty. Like, we'll go by that. Skill wise, yeah, I would put hockey. Hockey's got to be the number one skilled sport. No, hockey's number you got two. Eye hand. Hockey's number two. Then they're what they give it. Baseball. No, because it's the hardest thing to do is hit a ball. Yeah, going like as far as a skill. I don't know. So Wait, boxing is first. So it's rugby? the toughest sport. Oh, boxing. To, yeah, oh, the boxing toughest first. Sport. I was thinking the big four. Difficulty. They had boxing, ice hockey second, okay. football third, basketball fourth, and then wrestling fifth. Then it goes. Baseball down. is not in there. Baseball <laughs> is number nine. Gymnastics is the only job in the world where if you perform your duties 40% of the time, you're one of the greatest to ever do it. (laughs) Imagine that. that. Imagine you go to work and you only do 40% of your job. Uh, yep. Well, you know, you're going to have a Save job. percentage is a yeah. starting goaltender. He, st- he stops 40% of the shots. It's exactly. The Rams are the NFL franchise that has moved the most. Uh, oh, they yeah, started, okay. They started in Cleveland in 36, then they moved to L.A. Right, I had 40. no idea they were ever in Cleveland at all. Yeah, and then uh, well, 1936, yeah, you, you weren't watching too much Rams back then. <sighs> no, um, I, just, I wasn't into football then. <laughs> 1946, they moved to L.A., and then in 95, they moved to St. Louis, and then back to L.A., so that's the most. Oh, so the now Raiders, they're tied. 
No, because right, they moves. went Cleveland, L.A., St. Louis, L.A. That's four. Um, oh, yeah, right. Just like the Raiders. Well, it says here, the Vegas, uh, they moved from Oakland, L.A., then back to Oakland. And now Vegas. And now Vegas. The only That's team four. with more than one move is the Cardinals, Chicago to St. Louis, and then to Arizona. So they moved three different, like, uh, not back to another city. Now, who's the biggest time. whore city where they have so many teams in and out over the years? It might be Cleveland. <laughs> like, well, remember, you know, what, like, what was it? Martin Odell Baltimore. moved at night, like midnight. The yeah. Whole rolled out. <laughs> out yeah. bitches. <laughs> well, what, what state has the most professional teams? It's got to be California, California, right? Or New York, yeah. That's a good question. New York's so deceptive because they have so many in the metro area, you know. Like, but I California guess you got has. Oakland I'm sorry, California LA. has 15 professional sports franchises. 15. Okay. That's What's the, second place? The Angels, the Dodgers, the A's, the Padres, and the Giants in baseball. Then basketball, they have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Kings. Football, they got the Chargers, the Rams, the Niners, and then the NHL. They have the Ducks, the Kings, and the Sharks. The number two is Florida, with no the way. Marlins, the Marlins, the Rays, the Jaguars. Heat, the Magic, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Lightning. Shit. And then New York is number three. Mets, Yankees, Nets, Knicks, Bills, Sabers, Islanders, Rangers, and they're tied with Texas. Astros, Rangers, Mavericks, Rockets, Spurs, Cowboys, Texans, Stars. Can we just also say the Houston Texans, the dumbest fucking football name in the yeah. history of fucking names? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like you had Houston, you had the Oilers, right? You, they the perfect logo, the perfect colors. I loved the Oilers, uh, and then there are the Texans. It's so stupid. Yeah, be the New York New Yorkers. Hey, Bobby, speaking of New York, I always think of you, even though my I know the Yankees suck, right? Nine out. The yep. Mets, man. What the hell's going on? Dude, here? I cannot put 19 into games words out now? how disgusting this is. To maybe if you spend another $200 million, dollars, you can maybe be 10 games out of first. It's just literally inexcusable. It's ridiculous. I haven't watched more than, like, honestly, we're midway through the season. I, five games. But, and then that's just awful. That's just... What's their problem? Uh, everything. I mean, well, I don't. I don't watch baseball. So, like, what's... man, they're all not playing up to their averages at all. I don't even know half the guys that are coming out of the bullpen. I know we lost our closer. That's a big deal. But you got to be winning for the closer to even matter. Uh, listen, I wish I watched more to let you know. I'm that disgusted. Like, I just want hockey to start because this is just this is how it normally and feels for me. Right? This, the this, Yankees this they can't win the world. world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thing. I mean, we did have a perfect can't game. Win without Aaron Judge. He gets hurt, and the whole team just... I mean, you had Germont. Actually, we were broadcasting the other night. You threw a perfect game. But besides that, I mean, they, when Judge is out, the Yankees are out. That's like Nate Bastion with the Devils. Yeah, that's right. Well, big that's a little bit. A much nicer contract. <laughs> I'm yeah. so happy he came back. He really is. He's the linchpin. I mean, think yeah. about it. When everything fell apart last year, it was when Bastion left. And uh, their winning percentage has to be so much better with Bastion in the lineup. Is there a real reason for this that we don't know about, you think? Is he's like, some kind of magic in the locker room? Because he seems like he's got the most bland personality. Like, not in a bad way, but just, like, a really low-key guy. Yeah, he does have, like, a little Alfred E. Newman-looking weird dude mm. that just, yeah, but I, I maybe. I don't know what it is. He's the fucking glue. Because his the play glue is, is great, team. but is his play that great? 
to, no. to like take that? No, no. of course no, not. It's, it's they a got personality now because like you know Jack Hughes was on the shore last night DJing with Ty Smith was there actually. Speaking of Ty Smith was with him. They were on the Jack shore Hughes DJing was where DJ at some club on the shore DJing. There's all these videos from last night. I'm not sure it was in town. Real, I think. You know, I wanted to bring this up. Was it DJs in Belmar? You say the you know, Jersey DJ, Shore. Man, yeah, we know what the there. Jersey Shore. I'm asking what town. He was in we Brea. happen. See, Dan and I, we happen to live on the Jersey Shore. I like five minutes from the beach, Tone. So that's why I was asking. I lived Maybe it was a town that we were close to or could have been at yeah. even last Yeah, I don't know where he Right. Could have taken a short drive from work and headed over there. Could have even been in the same town I work in. You never know. Yeah. This is so, Chris Miller. Was, show. Can you do an interview really fast? Stop <laughs> DJing! Come here. Come here. I want to talk to you. Go there ahead, was some Richter fan on uh, Twitter, I guess it was, blasting Jack Hughes for apparently uh, refusing to take pictures with people at a nightclub. You know, he was out partying, whatever, having fun. And literally within hours, a friend of mine that I don't need to name threw up a picture on social media with Jack Hughes at the Jersey Shore. So I'm like, they're just trying to like grab something and run with it. And I'm right in front of me. I'm looking at this guy taking pictures with people I know. And everyone's nice. like, oh, he won't take pictures. Maybe he knew he was a Ranger fan. He's 20. Who cares? He's 22 years old. He's out at a bar. Leave him alone. Like maybe he just doesn't want to take a picture. But uh, and the other side of it is, he obviously did. So, you know, just see that kind of stuff. I don't stuff. know. I expect Burn all 22-year-old guys at clubs to take pictures with me. It's not <laughs> creepy at all. Actually, we spent weekends going there to asking for this service. You yeah. Know? I like it. So, yeah, I don't see anything online about him being at a Jersey Shore club last night. But oh, yeah, Bobby, you probably saw it on Twitter. It was a few days ago. What's that? Was it a few days ago? Yeah. No, I, I like I said, I saw it. He was in Brielle. And... Um, you know, he's, so he's DJ just, Hughes is going to be like a, a, a nightly occurrence or something. Yeah, maybe he's going to be at like JH. Yeah, he's throw him in the lineup at um, uh, what's the name of that place at the end of the Seaside Boardwalk? That always has the worst acts. Uh, the EJs or whatever. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so put him yeah. over there. Yeah. Could you, I, I, could you I, imagine um, being Jack Hughes though? Could you like at this age that money and you know this guy's like he goes out it must just be like. I, if I was him, I would never get married. Love my wife, but I'm just saying. If I was Jack Hughes, I'm not getting married. I'm just gonna go hang out and just and, and he's had so much fun. That's the thing about that kid. You could see it, and I've heard that's actually a thing with that team right now. And I think it might have been Fitzgerald on his one of his meetings this week. I said the same thing about the. Oh, when one talks about culture, but the thing with the Devils is these guys. These are like a bunch of kids, talented kids, having fun, and there's like a bond now with that whole core too, because they're all young. They're all like in the same age age bracket and uh, yeah Jack Hughes man I, I tell you we, we really got a hell of a player there yeah and a representative yeah. for the team yeah I mean as the devils go as far as Hughes takes them you know so if they ever win the cup is that who he sure hands it to first you hand it to Hughes first hmm, or does he go probably. and like screw him over and hand it to his countryman Timo Meyer and just pass Jack by or even worse, his brother. Give it to Luke. Yes, oh. that's the other Hughes. Yeah. I think Luke is going to be... I have a bunch of... When we do our uh, our over-under true-false uh, show um, for the beginning of the year, I have a lot of Luke Hughes stuff in there. So. Yeah, I'm so high on him. his season upcoming. I think he's going to be great. One of the questions I have on there, and I'll ask you guys now, and we'll do it again in a month or so. True or false, Luke Hughes will be a Norris Trophy candidate. <laughs> 
in the next so three possible. years? True or so, false? I'm going to go over over the next three years. I'm going to go three true. years. True. Yeah, because I think it's even possible next year. I think that's like wow. hard to say likely, but I think give him three years. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think he's going to be uh, in the conversation for at least one of those years for Norris Trophy. That's uh, that's awesome. What do you think, Bobby? I'm going to go false. Not not in three years. Okay. I can see it. I can see it happen in his career for sure. Maybe even stringing a few together. Um, but I think he just might need a little more time. How about you, T? I'm going to say false only because, you know, as we know, as the Devils, we don't win many awards unless we just have to take it. You know, I mean, there's nothing, no way to deny us. But I think he will win one eventually. But I do think three Plus or four years. Win maybe, the Norris. Maybe will he years. be a Norris Trophy candidate in the candidate. next three years? It's, yes. That was the question. Probably. Will he be a candidate? Will he be one of the best three defensemen in the league over the next three years? I'm going to say no. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Oh, no I, I think yes. I can hear the candidate part, but I'll, I'll stick with my guns and say not in three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, awesome a, though, just a candidate. I looked at him be... over three games and saw the development, and I'm like, nah, man, I think yeah. that, that, that timeline works for him. That's just me personally. We'll find out, right? That's what's going to be so. exciting to have him play these games. That's These are one of those answers that you hope you're wrong on when you say it's... Absolutely. Know, I hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, it is 4th of July, so happy birthday to America. Uh, hope you guys fingers. Yeah, don't blow off any body parts with fireworks. Don't put them on your head. Don't put them in frogs' asses. That's the worst place for them, really. And uh, don't <laughs> tape frogs to the top of Roman candles. Don't do any of that stuff. It's bad. Did I was real little, and I fucking did that. I did that. I took oh, a fro- frog. And, and it I haunts you, him. apparently. Oh, my God. Peter. I felt so bad because these fireballs were just blowing the fucking right into his gut, and he wasn't Do you have right nightmares, nightmares about this where the frogs are doing this to you? No, but it's just you the, like I was like really on the person. verge of being a fucking serial killer when I was a kid. I'm, I think all kids are. I think, if, yeah, I Bobby, if so. you follow that kid of yours around 24-7, you're going to see some psychopathic behavior I've that's going to scare you. Things. Yep. Yeah, and I it's just back, something that I say, happens. It was, a, it was a quick couple days of my life, and I moved on. I didn't think I was going to be a, a psycho killer yeah. like Chris. Maybe he is. We don't really know. But, uh, that's uh, yeah, just what I, I did with frogs. Drill a few holes in skulls. Stuff like that. Right a package. Frogs, <laughs> turtles. Turtles I never messed with. They... Just go inside their shell, and then what are you going to do? I used to justify it as hunting because I would go in like the woods with just like a throwing knife, try to get my like, money. <laughs> that's not hunting. hunting. That's murder. I'm hunting. I, I never got I'm, one. I'm a great hunter. <laughs> Look at me. I, I stabbed the frog to death. I would just be a dick and just flip the turtles over and then leave them there. Um, this is See, for me. I never had a, like I had that serial killer thing, I guess. But I just put, I just always wrote songs about it, so it kind of like never. I never had to act out on it, you know. Mm, that's, that's what we should have done. It's, okay, totally. <laughs> we should have been a songwriter now. I just write poetry about how I feel. About and it, uh, it's a way that I deal with it. <laughs> I know, Chris is the, the frog killer over here. There's beauty in death. <laughs> Maybe I'll go and write a song about it. So, um, it's like a death metal, die turtle, die. You know? <laughs> I love that. Back. Tony's uh, first song. Thank you guys for checking us out. Um, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music. Give us five-star review. It goes a very long way to help us promote the podcast. Uh, tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend. And we want to get some <clears throat> excuse me, feedback portion of the show going. So have any questions or comments, anything about the show, about hockey, about anything, 
send it to us at unclepuckers at gmail.com. We will get them together. We're going to start doing shows where we read our fan feedback and we discuss all that. Any questions that you guys have, of course, we can't get that going unless you guys actually send us questions. So for Bobby, Tony, Dan, I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Be happy safe, fourth. be happy, and we will be back uh, very soon. And we'll see you when we see you. Ciao.